This week I would like to speak about the power of the Eight Sahara. So someone asked me, <clears throat> who doesn't know what the power of the Yitzhahara is? Well, the truth is, the more we know our enemy, the better we could fight it. Our vulnerability is that we don't know our enemy. You know, realize that we... I always try to help myself and others. The Yetzirah never sleeps. Never. We go to sleep, and how do we get up in the morning thinking, I don't have Yetzirah, you know, I'm perfect, I'm a tzaddik, and once in a while, but, uh, but really, it does. And I would like to explain, as the Parsha, to understand uh, the whole the Chetu Egel and the counting. The Torah begins a very interesting thing. Torah begins that when you count Klal Yisrael, everyone has to give a machzah shekel, a half a coin. And we count the coins. We don't count the people. And the coins were going to be used either to build the sockets on the Kerushim, you know, build the beams and the silver that was held up the beams, that was the socket. Or the next counting, when the Torah talks about the money was going to finance the maintenance of the Mishkin, that every day you have to bring carbonus, maybe one gave a machzah shekel to pay. Why is it that way we don't count? And the Torah does say if you do count, it's not a good domain. You know, the, the, the Melech made the mistake. And he counted the Klalisol, not with the Machzah Shekel, and there was a plague. So it seems like counting, if you want, has to be, you know, given it's a docket. Now, let me explain a very interesting thing, which the Chassidish just want to explain. When we count, we say everyone is an individual. Counting means you're not just nothing, you are one, and there's two, and there's three of us. But the second part of the counting is you have to make sure that all of us are focused on one thing. If all of us will be focused on one thing, things go better. You know, you wanna, any person has volunteered to notice that if a person has this, this uh, own agenda and everyone has their own agenda, it doesn't work well. Shalom Bayes works great if both are focused on the same thing. One person is focused on one, and one person has a whole different agenda, then the Shalom Bayes is strife. You could be love him, you might be cute, and she might be this, and, uh, but you're not in the same page. You know, he's focused on one, he's not, uh, I've often, as a rabbi, see this, that often the Shalom Bayes is not because they're not nice, wonderful people. They, they're not living the same life. He's living one life, she's not life. It was very cute when they were dating and they were crazy with each other, but in reality, if they're not focused, building a family, making a family, raising a family, and the same Yiddishkeit, you know, um, one time a guy asked me, 
Alababacha wanted very much to take a non Lubavitcher son-in-law. Imagine, could have happened too. And he asked me, what's my opinion? I asked him, it's not bad. Question is, will your daughter change him, or he will change your daughter, or your daughter's gonna, how, what's gonna happen? How, how much of a Lubavitcher chassid is your daughter? What happens is, he, you know, that's the question. I says, if your daughter is very much and has to be the Babich, it doesn't make the Babich any chassidus, then there'll be strife at home. You're inviting strife because he doesn't want to be, she does want to be. He might be a great catch and they know each other and met in college. It's not going to work. It's not that it's going to cause a lot of strife. The better people line up, the better the shalom. When the Torah says you should count Klal Counter. Each one is an individual, but we have to be one thing together. The focus on one. The first counting, they took the machza shekel and they made the sockets. Sockets was the foundation of the of the crushing of the beams, because they, together we are the foundation, and, the, and together if we focus on the same thing. We focus on the same thing, then the beams are going to stand. Because you both focus on that, which is more also interesting. It's not that you focus on that. The, I mentioned once a few weeks ago, the Kroshim also, the sockets represented the will and the desire. The word Kesev in Hebrew means to long, to desire, to want. You know, if you want something very badly, it's going to happen. And the reason it didn't happen, it, it didn't want it enough. The other, other, other time I met a guy, older guy, he's looking for a shidduch, desperately he tells me. I says, you're not looking. Oh, Rabbi, maybe I'm not looking. If you really wanted to get married, you would have been married already. You know what I want? You're nice, it would be nice, and this, and that. You want, you would have been married. You don't want it enough. That's that a rule. Kesev is the foundations, the silver. If you want something, because that is... What we are, we want, we are what we are right now. We are where we are because we wanted it. I'm not talking about, you know, many things, and most of the thing has to do with Hashem, your money and, and your health. But other thing, not money and health, is, it is what it is because that's what you wanted. If you wanted it differently, you would have been differently. But we're happy this way. The, the, the kesev, the desire, Reminds us, this is our foundation. We, this, the way you are is because you want it this way. And when everyone joined to give the, the sakis, we are focused on one thing. We are different. They're just like there's no person looks alike. No two people act alike. No people have the same experience. But all of this is one. We are now one nation, which combines us, and we're focused in doing one thing. Which is the more shalom there will be in Klal Yisrael, the more we'll do tshuva, the closer we to Hashem. The big part why we are not so close to Hashem, why there's a lack of peace, believe it or not. Ram Nachman says a very interesting thing. If there will be great, great peace in the world, he says, then people wouldn't sell and buy things. The reason there's a seller and a buyer because you want to buy and I want to sell. But if you'll be.
imagine, you know, you have an extra chair at home, and your child asks you, Ma, or your dad, do you need this extra chair? No, take it. I wouldn't need an extra chair for. If there be great shalom, you know, I'll do what you need. You do it, you know, it'll be sort of communism would have worked. The reason communism was a disaster because there's a me and there's a you. Right now, before Mashiach comes, that's what we need. Got to know our boundaries. That's me. This is you. I do what I need. And if you want my chair, pay for it. And you should pay for it. And that's a life because we're not in that level. Not on the level that, you know, we love, but uh, we strive to have a achdus, a unity. That's why the kesev is supposed to bring. The karbonus also. Everyone gave a matzah shekel. No one, no matter how wealthy you were, how poor you were, you gave the same matzah shekel. So everyone, everyone felt inclusive. Now, one, many years ago, a father tells me, I cannot go to the school complain about the teacher because I don't pay full tuition. He says, you know, the other guy, he pays full tuition. He's a businessman. Boy, did he let him have it. I was like very disturbed for a while, and to me, I understood where he's coming from, but the truth is, if everyone would pay the same amount of money, the, every voice would have been heard. Seems like only very, two, very few people showed up to the meeting because only very few people paid full tuition in that class. Means the, the Torah is teaching us, everyone gave the same matzah shekel. There wasn't the wealthier one could voice their opinion, I want to run this, this way. Every Jewish person gave the same matzah shekel. We were all part partners over here. That makes an enormous achdus, a togetherness. Because most people in society feel like, well, he has a lot more money, and he gave more money, and he wants his voice to be heard better. Doesn't, it doesn't create a unity. When everyone gives the same, it creates a unity. Now, the reason the Torah, this week's Pasha, talks about the counting, because if Klaliso would have had great unity, then the Chet to Egel wouldn't have been done. Egel came. Let me explain what happened with the Chet to Egel. Moshe Beni tells Klal Yisrael, I'm going up for 40 days. And he didn't clearly say how to count 40 days. They counted the day he went up as the first day. But the first day he went up in the morning, it didn't have a night, before, it didn't have a night for it, so it wasn't number one. You know, they, they counted, this is already one, tomorrow morning is the second day. So they miscalculated with one day. 40, 40 days comes, Moshe Beni doesn't come down. And they all panic. Can you imagine? He's not here. So, you know, they wait to the sixth hour. So the first thing they do is they panic. You know, if you watch, there's, there's a panic that catches people. One guy panics, the other guy panics, and then the whole crowd panics. You know, they, they what happened? The guy says, Moshe is not, he's dead! What? I mean, he made all these miracles. He said he's coming down to 40th day, and he's dead? And the Yitzhara put it into the mind, it's possible Moshe is dead. I mean, the first thing you see from the Yitzhara, don't panic. But, you know, when a person is in haste and, you know, loses his calmness, that's when we're so vulnerable. Extremely vulnerable when, when we are, you know, we, you know, it is chaos, things happen, 
Let's collect ourselves, calm, think it through. What happened over here was they, you know, they felt Moshe Bain didn't come down and they panicked. Shevet Levi didn't panic. They were calm. They, didn't, they said maybe there's a way we have to count another day. Or maybe they didn't have an answer. Maybe they also agreed. Something doesn't fit. But you don't panic. You don't jump to conclusions. I remember many, many years ago, there was an interesting story in the community. Someone didn't show up Friday night. Home. And I was woken up in the middle of the night that a guy went to Shalom and didn't show up. So everyone took the, the, the thing. He must have been mugged, killed. I mean, and some of us, I remember thinking, maybe, maybe it wasn't that way. Maybe he knocked on the door. No, he didn't, he didn't knock on his wife's door. No, absolutely. And he checked the hospitals. We couldn't find him. We looked all, all, all night. Finally, morning, he wakes, he walks into shul, and the one guy almost fainted. What happened? He, he, he knocked on the door, he came home. His wife was so fast asleep, he was knocking and knocking. She didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. He was banging on the window, and he saw his wife sleeping on the couch. He saw, but she was so exhausted. So he went to sleep by the Shalom Zohar's house. Everyone was convinced he is a goner. Now, I remember it was the experience that I had. It was, I wasn't convinced. I thought maybe, but, you know, it was like, every, yeah, 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 he would have come out. You panic, you come to strange conclusions. If you're calm, you think it through, wait a minute, it's not the end of the world. You know, some people, some mothers, you know, my, you know, especially my parents are Holocaust survivors, we came late. My mother, you know, my, mother, my father and my mother, something happened. You know, they went through the Holocaust, and, you know, I, you know, my wife is also, they come late, they come late. But I've watched people, I remember growing up in the situation, I knew never be late because my parents could come to a strange conclusion. They went through the Holocaust, so they had this fear. And, but often people jump to, to, to it's not just, Late. Sometimes people, I saw him do this. Oh, he means his daughter. I, a whole script already, you know. Turned out he has to find out the whole thing. It wasn't that way at all. Part of the Yitzhahara is panic. Just when things don't work, you panic. Instead of panicking, you sit down and think. Now, if they would have been shalom, calm, you know, when the house, there is peace, there's people listen to each other. When there is no peace at home, no one listens to anyone. You ever notice that? When there's real shalom bias harmony, everyone feels loved and everyone feels respected is the word more than love right now, because then you're able to listen. If someone talking to you and you know he respects you, I'll listen to him. If there's great respect, people listen. I always tell parents when they tell me, my children don't listen to me. He said, if you speak to them respectfully, they would listen. They don't listen because we parents get annoyed and we start screaming. So don't scream. I learned this as a young man. Screaming at the children doesn't help. It annoys them. It annoys you. It says, talk respectfully. If they show them, 
then people hear you. If there is no shalom, no one hears. So one second, so this, what happened by the Chet, Mar- Chet Eagle, they were panicked. There were plenty of people that didn't panic, but you didn't want to listen. There was no shalom. They did not want to listen. If you would have spoken, then, wait a minute, okay, he didn't come. Now let's sit down. So Aaron represented Sholem, and he saw the eagle came in. But he couldn't get them totally to calm down. The Rashi says, he told them he's going to build them his Be'ech. It'll take a long time. And by the time he's finished, Moshe Ben is going to come. Because they were not willing to listen. There was in this panic mode. And, you know, when people panic, they, they just want to fight. They just say, uh, no, no, don't tell me. They're not interested. When, the, it, when peace sets in, then the people could able to hear. And the Chet Egl was that way. It was a lack of listening to reason. Sit down. Okay, Moshe Bain is late. Who said he died? Maybe we miscalculated. Maybe that. Maybe think about different options. But they were not willing to listen. This is what happened. Yes? Young, young, young children. Yeah, I'm talking about, you're right, young children, you don't reason. Oh. Well, you could say it, but no, everything, yeah, but everything could be said in a respectful way, too. That's what you have to remember. Yeah, but no, but respect, when people speak to each other respectfully, the rule is this way. If a person respects another person, the other person reacts respectfully. If a person, yeah. Yeah, there's always, there's always going to be exception to every rule. I mean, there's a, but generally speaking, when, you, when the person feels respected by you, they'll listen to you. That's a general thing. Yeah, if they've, uh, uh, and generally, there are people who are self-centered and the world turns around them and there are always people who are, you know, he never gave me enough COVID. But generally speaking, it works that way. If you're respectful to them, no matter whom it is, no matter what person it is, respect always come back. So, but I, I'm really focusing what happened over here and about uh, uh, the eagle is what happened. There was a lack of res- of common sense, which they panic. And there was a, if there would have been shalom, it would have worked much, much, much better. See, the yates are harder to explain what this means. The yates are harder has many, many different ways to get to us. There's, generally speaking, two types of Yetzirah. There's the desires that we humans have, desires to eat, desires to sleep, desires for intimacy. There is desires with your body. I always tell people, the body is a demanding, spoiled child. If you don't eat, and you tell yourself, wait a minute, in two hours you'll eat, you know. No, no, no. And two minutes later, you know, you have a 
If you remember, my grandchildren, I noticed, but it doesn't have the grandchildren, remember my children, you're traveling, going someplace, Ma, are we there? No, in 20 minutes. Two minutes later, Ma, are we there already? You know, the, the children, are, you know, it, are that way. Our body is 10 times worse. It doesn't get taken care, it screams. That's the need and the demanding. Then there's another part of the Yitzhahara, which is much more, like I explained before, it's, uh, uh, calmness, peacefulness, which is nothing is more intellectual in the feeling part, not so much the body demanding, it's the way you feel about yourself, the way you respect others. There's another type. This is what the Chet to Eagle was. They lost themselves and they were panicked and they decided they must make an Eagle. Now the Chazal say that the Eagle really had, they had a uh, alternative motive. The reason why they panicked, the Chazal said, they felt is a little bit too much. Let's back off. We got into a deal a little bit too much for us. You know, let's cut corners. I always tell people there's a special Yetzirah which we call cutting corners. There are many people who keep Shabbos, they will never violate Shabbos. But you know, Muktza, come on, you have to do all the details, Muktza. Oh, I say over this story, I'm, I'm uh, this happened about four years ago. A guy walks on Friday night into shul in the winter, and he tells me, Rabbi, I just quit my job. I was like a little bit uh, shocked. I knew his situation. His wife was due any day. He had no money. There were newlyweds. And what happened? He says, tells me that uh, the, he works, writes software, and the manager used to be a religious person and went became not religious. And he, I told my manager, you know, the short Fridays after leave, an hour before candle lighting, at least. He says, I know. I know where the ski is. The ski is so much and so much. You could walk home. He worked on 3rd Street in La Cienega. You could walk home, leave the place two minutes before sundown. And he was like so shocked. And he says to him, I am quitting. He resigned. And he was so proud of himself. He came to shoe with a great proud. And... The end of the story was the owner of the company, Monday, hired, quickly took him back and moved the manager away. You know, and that. But the point, that the point was, I remember thinking to myself, this is mamish, unbelievable. He had no idea. He had no idea his next job was going to be. No idea. But violating Shabbos? No way. Same person would say, you know, I'm not going to work Shabbos, I'm not going to drive Shabbos. Muk said, the iPhone was left on the table. You have to take it off. You know, there's a Yitzhahara, which we call cutting corners. The, so, uh, many people eat kosher, will never go on the tray for a restaurant. But they buy something, doesn't have a shgocha. No, you think, uh, what well, could be already? And, uh, you know, they cut corners. Or like a person, you know, a lady has to go to the mikvah. She would, him and her husband wouldn't be intimate. But, you know, giving a hug. There's a special... It's a horror, what we call cutting corners. It's like you, I have children have a business, and one of my daughters, I asked her, and she has four people working on Do you find that people cut corners also? Yeah, of course, they come a late, and they come a little early, and they say that they came on time, and you know, he says, if they come an hour, you know, over 15 or a half hour late, they would say they came late. But, you know, five minutes here, there's a, you know, these people try to be careful, but there's a Yitzhahara of cutting corners. The eagle started, 
it was they felt, you know, it's too much. We got to cut corners. And, you know, Mashabani is too much demanding, sort of to say. So they went off in a total, total side, and they made the eagle, and one thing led to another, and many started worshiping the eagle. See, we don't have the Yitzhahara of idol worshiping. Long passes by an idol, and he says, wow, this is really tempting. You know, that doesn't exist, you know. It's, I, I always I say this to people, that, you know, a healthy person, till I, you know, doesn't have, it, doesn't have homosexual feelings, most people. And if a person has it, we don't understand it because we don't have it. it it's a curse when people cannot love a woman, man, and he, it's, we, we don't have it, so we, we don't understand it. But it exists. Same thing, idol worshipping. You know, we don't have any more that Yetzirah that was uh, killed, that thing. But people would walk by. It was quite tempting, you know. It's quite tempting to walk in, maybe bow down and tear. To me, it's strange of strangeness. But that temptation existed, and that temptation caused them to do the eagle. So today, you know what's left from that Avedizorah? The Avedizorah is left the non-believing. There's a part of a person who doesn't believe totally. We believe, many people believe God created the world. But many people would say, you really think he's involved in all details? You know, the Shgocha Proteus, who I meet, who I don't meet, who I married, who my children are. Is that also included? You know what I mean? Like someone asked me, when the big lottery was a few weeks ago, I forgot when it was, he says, is Hashem really involved in who's going to win? Yes, says, yes, and probably you're not going to win. He doesn't want you to win. Yes, of course he's involved. It's not just the lottery. It's everything Hashgach Prokht is. And also how much you believe that Hashem is created. There's part of us who one time sees things, Hashem really created the world. I mean, how could this world be? How can I be sitting here with a body which I did nothing? All I did is just filled it up. You know, we fill up our gas tank, and the body takes over. I know our wives work so hard to make it delicious. But once it comes into your stomach, the, the body has to take over. That's really what it is. It is incredible. If you think about it, how incredible, how incredible our body works. And if things go wrong... You know, if you doesn't need much, one terrible toothache. I had a terrible toothache this week, and I always joke with the dentist. Did you ever have a seat, person, the front teeth in the back, and the back teeth in the front? Never. It's amazing how the front teeth is in the front, that you should take a bite. The back teeth is in the back. Everything is incredible exactly. And how we see and how we understand, how we hear, how we interpret, how we re interact with people, and how, you know, in everything, the way we men are, the way women are, how we people get attracted to each other. Every, my, the wisdom that Hashem put into this world is mind-boggling. The more you think about it, the more you realize, but still there's a part of a person, a big part that he thinks to himself, that, you know, maybe not. There is what we call the apicosis in the heart. And that is the avoid the Zorra who was left over the idol worship. The, the Yetzirah was cut. No one, again, no one passes by a Buddha or passes by a Hindu or any, any. And he says, boy, that's tempting. But we do walk around questioning, 
Is Hashem really seeing us? Does Hashem really create us? Is He involved in us? That still exists. And that is a big challenge for many people. This is extremely, especially when people have a hard time, go through a difficult time, then they really question themselves. When people go through a harm, they really question, is it truly by shared this way? Is it really is Hashem? Because then you have to, you know, I'm going through such a hard time. Why me? So the why, you start asking. You have to yourself, everything is exactly the way Hashem wants. There's a why, yes, there is a why. And every person has a whole different trip. I was trying to explain to a couple, going through a very tough time. I said, you know, Baruch Hashem, things, other parts of the life is great. To have one part, that is your test. We all have different aches and pains in life. No one in this world is life, you know, smooth sailing and sweet. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. It never will exist till Mashiach comes. When Mashiach ultimately comes, and life will be incredible. Right now, before the Tikkun, because other magicians sinned, and he brought down, I was explaining Kabbalah, he brought down a mixture of good and bad. You never saw any person's body to be perfect. I don't have not met a person who doesn't need a dentist, not met a person who doesn't need eye, checked his eyes by the doctor. No one is physically perfect, and no one is emotionally perfect. We all have mishigasen. You know, in Yiddish there's a saying, every person has a mishigas, and a mishugana has one too many. We have our hang-ups, if no one is perfect, no one is perfect emo- spiritually. We have our challenges. Some people are challenged with desires. Some people are challenged with faith. Some people are challenged with laziness. No one is perfect. This comes from the Chet Odomarishan, which needs a ticket. When Mashiach will come, all this would smooth out, and life will be really, really smooth sailing. There's something? Yeah, for sure. The pain is always there. No matter how much it's by shed, you could lose a parent. I, my father passed away. He's 91 years old. I mean, I couldn't have a better father. I couldn't have, and he was an old, and he really ready. You know, he was sick and frail. And I, you know, I still miss him. And, you know, when I remember when he passed away, he was, uh, you know, but he knew he was going, and you know, Baruch Hashem, he lived at 91 years old. It's great, but that's life. So it's very painful. Doesn't mean it's not Bashir. The pain is there. And how much the pain is there. Two people have the same experience, and the pain for one is much worse than for the other. Or certain people cope with the pain better than others. It could be the same pain, but, you know, I have children. I noticed if, if they have having pain, they can't function. And I have other children, you know, with all the pain. I have one, one child, if he doesn't sleep at night, it's unbearable. I have a child, okay, I didn't sleep last night. Babe woke me up and she doesn't make a big thing. Every person acts, reacts, copes differently. And there's a reason why you cope differently than this. This is part of the grand mass, mass that Hashem made for every one of us. See, if we would accept that, that our pain would be less 
a painful meaning would be tolerable. If you wouldn't, it's like in, in life, when you go through a difficult time, you know that, you know, we're traveling, it's difficult flying, and it's, you know, you're really not feeling good, but you're landing in Israel. I remember the first time I went to Israel, they were extraditing someone back to Israel. Usually it's the other way around. I remember this. I, I was shocked because the guy, I noticed the guy came to the bathroom, they were handcuffed together. You know, no one knew about it just then, the first time they noticed. I was looking, I, I was thinking to them, to me, for this person flying must have been one big hell. Now, me, flying is also difficult. I'm very tall, I don't fit into the seat. And it's very uncomfortable very often, depends which airline. But I'm going to Israel. The first time I was going to Israel, I was a young man. I was just, I didn't sleep on the plane. I, I was so excited. The same plane, the same seat, this person knows at the end I'm going to be taken straight into prison. The whole flight was cruel. How do you say in English? Cruel and unfair punishment. What is the word saying? Imagine they put a person in a seat for 10 hours, and he can, you know, small seat, you can't budge. It's cruel and unjust punishment. But if you're going to Israel to land it, to enjoy yourself, then it many. Now, the challenge is we don't see certain things we do see. The biggest challenge is we have pain and we don't know why. And why me? Why? It can be understand everyone else, but why me this pain? Why do I have to go through? That, the unknown, is what Hashem is the challenge. Imagine Hashem would have showed you a video and showed you, you know why you need this pain? This has to be fixed and that has to be. And He tells you ahead of time. It would be, be great. Oh, I remember seeing on the video that this Sunday, this is going to happen to me. And there's a reason that has to happen to me. Great. We, the, the Hashem says to us, I don't show you anything in the future. Hashem doesn't tell anyone how long we're going to live. And the own future is unknown. And it's sometimes frightening, the future. We don't know. When we're young, it's frightening. When we're old, it's frightening. And we don't know. That's... The test that Hashem gave us. And that's where Hashem wants our minim betochen. To believe and rely on Hashem. And that part is very challenging. That's still the remnants of Avedah Zorah. To believe that Hashem is our creator. And also believe that He's involved in our life. Not just He created us. He is involved. Who you're married. Who your children are. Who's going to know you today. Who's not going to know you today. Who's going to, someday, it's exactly, again another Sunday. Who's going to, you know, which, which, what's going to bring today. The, all this is the more you connect to Hashem, the easier life really becomes. Doesn't mean it's not going to be painful. Life has pain and has all the time. But is it, if, you, if, if you put things in perspective, then you can be happy. You could walk around smiling. If you know there's a reason for it, and you close your eyes and say, yes, it's from Hashem. It is extremely painful and annoying. And sometimes, you know, makes a person nervous, makes a person anxious, whatever you go, people go through. But if you tell yourself there's a reason for everything, it helps a person enormously. And the chet to eagle caused this weakness in us. Because if we would walk around really believing, 
I'm telling you, everyone here will be smiling all week long. If you would tell yourself, everything that happens today, tomorrow and the day after, is exactly the way Hashem wants it is best for you. We we'll get up in the morning, let's see what's going to day going to bring. Instead of saying, do I really have to face the music today? I'm, you know, Sunday as a rabbi is not the most comfortable day for me. But uh, sometimes I wake up and say, oh no, I have to take care of this and I have to meet with this person. But that time I said, that's my job. This is what I'm here for. Uh, yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not the shit. A person decides not to get married. No, Hashem doesn't tell a person to get married to a guy. No, the, the Hashem says, be wise and choose. Now, sometimes the revolution makes it that you are blind and you do marry, not a guy, someone that is not good for you. That is part of a life. The poetry says very clearly, the makes a person sometimes make a foolish mistake. He has a free will and that's how it's but marrying a non-Jew or, or uh, not get married at all, guy says, it's the shit that, uh, you know, I didn't eat. You didn't want to eat today. If you were, you know, you were a person. That's what I tell this young man. He says, yeah, I'm still looking for shit. He's 40 years old. I says, no, 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 you're not looking. If you wouldn't have wanted to get married, you would have, we all know that. You would have gotten married. Right. Bashet is that he has a harder challenge than an average person. Right. Very good what you just said. You know what's Bashet for him? That he, most young people want to get married. And they get married because they really want it. His Bashet is that he didn't have that want. Is it because he's frightened, his parents got divorced, or who knows what? But this is his challenge, for sure. This is a challenge to push himself. I got to get married. I have a mitzvah. It's important. Hashem allows a person to eat chazer too. Eat chazer too. That's not the shit that he went into McDonald's. So it's not the shit that a guy who has to marry the shik. So he did. Hashem allows it. Hashem allows us to sin. To choose and sin. Not only that, I have someone. No. The what? Hashem allows us to exercise our free choice. A person eats chazer, a person works at McDonald's, he did, all of a sudden, the, the McDonald's doesn't fall apart. He gives you this sandwich, and you take a bite, and you're not hungry afterwards. It did the job, but a kosher piece of meat also did. Doesn't mean that you can eat. When I was young, I, for some reason, I had thought that if a person marries a shikh, so they can't have shalom bais. One of my children is very, very close to someone about a shuva, very close. The families became very close. It goes back many years ago. And she told, told us her mother is not Jewish. Her father is a Jew, her mother was a Non-Jew got the reform conversion, but my parents have an unbelievable shalom bias. It says it's just awe to watch them. As a child, she grew up, and now it's true. It could happen. Why? If you eat, not if a person 
Rechmunetzan decides to go into McDonald's and eat something not kosher, the not kosher food will give him energy. That's a fact. It will give him energy. But a person, the Barisham allows us to exercise a free will. The Barisham allows us to go to, to a guy marries a shiksa, a guy goes into McDonald's, a guy does this, a guy, Hashem allows us all these things, he allows this to happen. And you won't be hungry after you ate the McDonald's, uh, what's it called, the burger? It's called the, what is it called? The, you have to eat the burger, he's not going to be hungry. It's amazing, because, and he'll have energy. Well, the guy who married the, the shiksa doesn't mean they're not going to have children. I once had a guy come to me, and he tell, I, I was just so shocked. I mean, tells me, unfortunately, he got a, he got a girl pregnant. Tells me, it was Meshed. I said, what? You know, they were, they were young. They, I mean, I blame the parents, I blame, you know, but, uh, you know, what do you, what do you expect uh, two 18-year-olds alone at home? And, you know, and his parents went out, and, uh, you know, what do you, but I, in his mind, you know, he, was, he felt horrible. And in his mind, he said, it was silly. Yes, Hashem allowed, you, you chose free will. Hashem could have made it not become pregnant, true. But Hashem, there's certain things that Hashem allowed to happen. And I says, you are responsible now here. You made a foolish thing, and you got to, you know, shape up, and you got to take care of the situation, and you got to marry her. Uh, long story. It is, Bashert is we have a free will. Now, very often, a guy wants to go to McDonald's, and he can't find one. Sometimes people want to do something, and Hashem saves them not to do. Sometimes, sometimes a guy gets into his mind, I want to do something bad, and he just can't find, Hashem does not allow make it so easy. Sometimes Hashem makes it very easy. Guy decides, the woman says, a guy wants to send or die, Hashem opens the doors, your free will is here. See, that's the greatness of Hashem. He gave us a free will to exercise, even it's against his will. He said to us, this is what he said to us, I allow you to exercise your free will. Yes. Sad about it? No, but no, no, but most it's true. That is true. That is true what you just said. That is true. Big, a big part of us, big part of us, what we walk around, we're unhappy, is because we don't realize that there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, but, but many people walk around. Yeah, that's true. Everything you said is true, but many people walk around unhappy because they think this is not good, this is not good, instead of saying, this is what I was hired for. I, want, I told my, one of my daughters, the first child was born, and she was quetchy. I said to her, didn't you sign up for this? As a dad, I was... That's not talking about that. There are people who suffer. Yeah, that's a people suffer from, from chemical imbalance, a whole different. Uh, the, that is true. There are people that are clinically depressed. That, but I'm talking about an average person is not clinically depressed. Average people are unhappy situations and they don't look at it well. You know, you can have someone 
who, you know, I had someone recently was going through a tough time. And I put I put the whole thing into a big picture for them. And after they left the office, she told me she looked at the situation is not the end of the world. Young people sometimes look at a small thing and think this mamish is the end of the world. Anyways, I hope all of you are gonna smile, fake it till you make it, put a huge smile on your face, and you act if you're happy, you will become happy. Because happiness is not, not easy. Where it says in the end of Pasha's is Hanan. Look in the Chumash. Hanan is the second Pasha in the bottom. End of the Pasha's Hanan. <laughs>